Hey everybody, John Henry Soto here. Welcome to the JHS podcast, uh, part of JAF Project as well. Um, so today I have a subject that, uh, <laughs> you know, I moved to Bayonne about eight years ago. And uh, it's going to be eight years in April, I believe. And it's a long time. It's actually the longest I've ever lived in one place, believe it or not, uh, other than when I was a kid growing up in the Bronx. But um, since I was 24 years old, I guess, um, I've just always lived the longest, I think, was seven years. So this is actually breaking, shattering the record, um, living in Bayonne. And when I, because I, I'm so involved in, uh, in the Isle of, with the Isle of Bayonne page, and I've done a little politics, and I've done a lot of uh, stuff, and I've talked a lot about Bayonne, people always ask me, especially if they're not from Bayonne, obviously, why Bayonne? Even people that are from Bayonne would, would ask me, uh, you know, why why Bayonne? You know, like, you were in New York. Why did you come to Bayonne? And so today I wanted to kind of go over a little bit about why Bayonne and uh, to really kind of be uh, open and honest with everyone on, on Bayonne, New Jersey and my passions for the community and what I've been doing here. And I just wanted to, to just do a, a focus a little bit more on different areas that people really generally don't talk about um, in Bayonne. And I think I'm going to bring it to light in my, in my, with my uh, uh, verbiage and, and ideas and, and uh, background or whatever. So, okay. So I moved to Bayonne. Uh, I was living in uh, New York. I was living in Queens, uh, Sunnyside Queens with my wife and my daughter, uh, Brianna at the time. Brianna was just a little over one. She was maybe a year and a half starting to walk. She was already walking and a little difficult because our apartment was pretty much the size of, of my current living room. And it was difficult to have her walking into walls trying to, she can't run. She's not really much, not really, just not a lot of space. Plus we knew that with all the toys and everything, hey, Joey, I'm just talking about Sunnyside, where I was living there. Um, so we had a small, small apartment there. And, um, you know, we, uh, my wife and I were having a lot of difficulties back then. Not, not in our relationship, but just financially and um, just having really a, just a, a really tough time. I, I, it was funny. I tell people that from the year, the year 2011, which the year my daughter was born, it was an amazing time in my life, and yet it was one of the worst years that I've had, which you would think, uh, you know, my daughter was born, so it would be a blessing, but it was such a tough year for us, you know, um, and we were not doing well as a couple either, um, and it was just touch and go there for a while. We weren't sure what was happening, and so we looked around. We had to find a place um, to get out of Sunnyside. The apartment was also, it was a nice apartment, but it was a dark apartment. There was only two windows in the whole place. I have 14 windows now in my house. Um, and there was two windows that were kind of up, you know, those windows that are on, on the top of the, they're almost like basement windows. You know, they're, they're up on a, I call them like the Laverne and Shirley windows. And um, for those of you who know who Laverne and Shirley is, I'm dating myself, but 70s show anyway anyway their apartment had these windows up above like that and it was a kind of that and it was always dark you know you it was always dark it didn't matter if the sun was beaming out 
it was a nice apartment, you know, don't get me wrong. And we were fortunate to have it for the time that we had it. Um, but when we moved out, we came, we looked at a few places. We looked at, um, we looked at oh, what place? Union City. We looked at Union City. We looked at some places in Jersey City as well. Um, and then our final stop was Bayonne. As a matter of fact, we almost didn't come to Bayonne. We were in Union City and we were having food up there, amazing Colombian food up there. And we had this great meal at this restaurant. And so we said, well, we could take this bus and this bus will take us right into Bayonne. And we could go check out Bayonne and then go home, you know. And uh, we had a couple apartments that we had lined up that we wanted to see. And we came down and we walked around and we really liked what we saw. We were like, hmm, okay, this is kind of kind of a nice area here. Um, we we uh, we met, we saw the, the apartment that we were considering, which was actually the third floor apartment in where we are now. And at the time, you know, the the income was very, very <laughs> dismal. We were struggling financially. And um, I was not even working a full-time job. I had a possibility of a job. And based on the possibility of the job, we, uh, you know, I, I called up this, uh, the job and I basically, um, these people, people that I know <clears throat> for, a, for a, a job that I knew that I was overqualified for, but I needed something, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of the scene in Kramer versus Kramer when Dustin Hoffman breaks into the Christmas party at that office and wants to talk to the boss and the boss is like, we're at a Christmas party. Can we just talk to him? He's like, no, I need to know now because he's got a court case and he doesn't want to lose his kid and all this uh, drama going on. And he's said the guy, you know, I'm qualified. I'm overqualified for this job. And he goes, well, why do you want to take this? And he, he basically told him and he got the job that way. You know, it was kind of my situation on, at that point. And, uh, so I did get that job finally after we, after we secured this apartment, but we came in and we looked at the top apartment and then my wife knew that this apartment was going to be vacant soon. So the guy next door, he, uh, he, he was the one that was kind of overseeing the property. He took us down. We looked at this apartment. We liked it a lot better than the one upstairs. It was a lot bigger too, twice the size, a little bit more money. So we were like, okay, let's do this. And we did it and we moved in and, you know, it was still a couple of hundred, almost $300 cheaper than what we were paying in Queens. So, you know, it, the, the, the economics were, were the right decision at the time uh, for us. And we moved in and then I decided, you know, that Bayonne, New Jersey, you know, when I was in Sunnyside, Queens, I, had, I wrote a couple of articles for the local paper there, which is called the, the Woodside Herald. And I met the editor and she was very nice. And she actually allowed me to, she just told me, just write something fun, you know? <laughs> and so I would write just articles about the seven train and uh, um, whatever I knew about Sunnyside, the restaurants. I wrote an article about the restaurants and a few other things. And she was really cool. And so I, I knew that I was going to get involved more in the community. It's just at the, at the time, the finances and our situation and our, my marriage and everything was just so rough that I just thought, well, you know what, I better, I have to focus on something else. You know, I can't just keep writing for this paper because I wasn't really getting paid to write. So, so basically I, um, decided when I came here to Bayonne that I was going to, uh, try to meet as many people as I, as I could and to try to help the community and to help. Uh, and I'm going to talk about why I, I wanted to do that in a minute. But to try to get my name out there as uh, an actor and filmmaker and video person that wanted to 
help businesses through social media, which was still fairly new eight years ago. It wasn't, people weren't really talking about it. Um, I was, I jumped on it because I knew from MySpace days that uh, this was something that was going to be beneficial and it has been. Um, so I think what I did was the numbers go like this. And I tell people this when I'm, whenever I'm talking in a, at any meeting or anything, I, I sent out about, I sent out 213 messages to businesses in Bayonne. Out of those 213 businesses in Bayonne, I got uh, called back or I got responses from 31. Out of those 31, I got to meet with 12. And out of those 12, I got to work for four. The four that I currently have, I'm still very, very much in connection with. And um, one of them being Ben Costanza, my, my broker, who I became a broker, who I I named my son after Ben. Um, all these things um, came from me sending out these these messages. So those are the numbers for me. And, and I think when I, whenever I tell people that are in marketing, they kind of look at it and they go, "Yeah, that's that's about right." You know, that's about the amount of energy you need to put out to get in certain uh, you know certain energies. You know, so um, so I did that, and I was extremely. Um, addicted to the idea of wanting to get out in the community and and help people and figure out well what can I do you know and I got a little backlash from a few people that were here for a long time and I came in kind of like guns blazing and um got to hear a few comments and you know it was cool you know I, I have no I understand you know um but here's the reason why and here's the reason why I, I actually did this because I, I grew up in the South Bronx and um, in the seventies, the fires, and I, you know, I do a, a, I have a little one minute, uh, pitch that I give to people whenever they ask me like, you know, what I'm about. And it basically goes, um, you know, I was born in the South Bronx during the seventies and the eighties In the seventies, we had the fires, which was a real thing. You know, I remember as a five-year-old boy pushing the chair to a window, climbing up and just to see the fires at night. You know, and I would look out and I would see the, you know, and every night there seemed to be a fire. I mean, I know it couldn't have been every night, but it felt like every night I would do this and I would climb up and I would go see where, where, where are we burning tonight? Now, as a five-year-old, I just thought it was kind of cool to see the firemen and the fire trucks and the water and the hoses and everything. And um, I was just fascinated by that. So that was the 70s. And in the 80s, the wonderful crack came out. Uh and it decimated the community. I mean, lives were destroyed. And I remember seeing kids, uh, one young lady that I remember, this beautiful, beautiful girl, beautiful green eyes, dark hair. She was just gorgeous. She was uh, uh, at the um, at my high school. And it just, I saw her once. I was leaving the, the corner grocery store and she was coming in and her face was just, it she looked like a ghost. I mean, she looked like a skeleton. It, I was, she almost didn't, she did, she did look at me and she did know, she knows, she knew who I was. I knew who she was, but she turned away immediately, didn't want me to see her. And I, I get it. You know, I felt my heart really just broke for her, but she was just addicted and she ended up dying. Um, a few others that I, that I've known that I knew very close and uh, a ton of other acquaintances were just destroyed by this, this horrible drug. Um, so this was the, the, my childhood. This is what I saw. This is the, the things that I, uh, 
experienced. And one of my, uh, one of the things that I remember I was telling my mom once was that, you know, I really, cause my mom, my mom was fantastic. My mom was my biggest supporter. She always wanted me to do well. She always believed if I, if I told my mom that mom, I wanted to play center for the New York Knicks. I'm very short by the way. Um, she would have said, you know what, son, just work hard. You know, if that's what you want to do, work really hard and see how far you can get. You know, you can do it, whatever you put your mind to. That was her line. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And so I grew up with that kind of thing. And, you know, even though I lived in this environment, the South Bronx, I wasn't that environment, you know, and neither was my brother or my sisters. You know, we all kind of knew. And we, if you talk to us today, we're, we, we, we didn't become that environment. You know, we kind of uh, uh, evolved and made our own way, you know. So, um, you know, just getting back to what I was saying was, you know, during the time when I was growing up in the Bronx, you know, my mom would encourage me to apply for, you know, because I was, I couldn't find work. You know, it was like really bad. It was like, and I was, uh, whatever, 18 years old, 19 years old, and I couldn't find work. I was playing music and, you know, with a band and stuff and having a good time, but I needed to find, to make some cash. And she, um would want encourage me to either sign up for food stamps or get some assistance or something. And I refused, I refused. And I never, I, I never took it while I was in the Bronx. Um, and I never, I didn't regret it. I didn't, it wasn't anything that I felt ashamed of or anything. It's just that I just knew that I didn't want to do that at that time of my life. And so because the community was so falling apart, I remember telling my mom, and that I really don't want to live there. I, I really want to get out. I want to, you know, live in New York and Manhattan. I want to live, you know, I want to make music. I want to do other things. I, I want to experience life, you know. And I remember telling her this, and I wasn't a young man, but I, I, I was probably like 18 or 19 during that time. And um, she, you know, she would always encourage me, yes, you should go out and you should do something, you know, and she believed in me and all. Um but because of that community, wherever I moved into, I felt that I wanted to be responsible for that community. And I wanted to try to improve that community in some way. Um, you know, when I came to Bayonne, New Jersey, just a quick side story. Um, when I was driving in with uh, with my friend and the U-Haul truck that we, were, that we rented to bring all my stuff in, Pamela and my daughter had come in. I have a son now, but... He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't even a thought at that point, but, um, my, uh, my daughter and my wife came ahead and they came to the apartment and we came in the U-Haul truck. So we were coming into Bayonne and I have no, had no idea where we were going. I, I saw the apartment that one time and then Pamela, my wife was going back and forth, uh, doing all the the rest of the the stuff while I was working. And so I had no idea where I was going. I, we, we pulled off the side of the road and my phone rings. And my phone rings, and on my phone it says "City of Bayonne." That's what it says on the thing. It says "City of Bayonne," and I'm looking at this. I'm like "City of Bayonne," and I'm thinking, "Is there like some kind of a tracking system that when you come in and you move in, they they know you're here or you're being, you know, a Big Brother or something?" I, I didn't understand. So my friends, I like, pick answer it. So I answered the phone, and it turned out to be the mayor of Bayonne, Mark Smith, at the time, and. I was like, uh, and you know, I answered the phone. I was like, hello. And he's like, he's like, John, John Henry Soto. This is uh, Mark Smith, the mayor of Bayonne. And I'm like, 
what? I was like, he's like, how are you? We got, and what had happened was that earlier, about a month before I, when, when we knew we were going to move here, I sent an email to city hall because this is how I, I think, and just letting them know that I'm moving into town. I do this. I would love to be participate in any way that I can into the city. And I sent that over and apparently it, it made it to the mayor and the mayor got a hold of it. And he just happened to call me at the moment when we were driving into Bayonne, New Jersey. And so I told him the story. He laughed. He was like, wow, perfect timing. You know, um, he said, whatever you need, let me know. And he called me a couple of times afterwards. Very nice of him to do. Um, and that kind of, I guess, started politics for me, even though I'm, I'm not in politics anymore. But um, that kind of started a, a little bit of, uh, of that interest, you know. But I came into Bayonne. I contacted a lot of businesses. And it was always my intention because, you know, there was a, a, a quote that I heard uh, Pete Seeger say. And I don't know if it's his original quote, but, you know, he says, um, you know, uh, act, you know, think globally, but act locally. You know, and I always that always stuck with me ever since I was a little kid. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to be able to think like you're going to conquer the world. You're going to you're going to just completely handle all the problems in the world, but act locally. Do it right where you are, you know, and I think and that to me is important, you know, and that's why, you know, the I Love Bayonne page is, is such a, a great tool. Um, you know, Frank and I kind of talked about it and Frank's uh, background is, is basically the same as my background. We grew up in the same kind of, he grew up in Coney Island, rough town, rough area, you know, rough upbringing and all that. And um, so we kind of knew that we wanted to kind of bring something uh, uh, positive to Bayonne and the Olive Bayonne page has really become a, 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 a really great tool to um, not only connect with the community, but also help the community have a place to go to where they can promote and they can talk to one another without any kind of drama or being uh, ridiculed or anything. Cause we don't allow that type of behavior on the page because it's really not part of the page. It's I love Bayonne, not I hate Bayonne. Um, and um, so, you know, we, we really love the, 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 the community that we're building on that page. And so, but when I moved here, I knew that I was going to do something in Bayonne. I knew, that the town was interesting to me. It was a small town, but yet it was right. You can see New York city right here. You know, you get it. You're in New York city. You're, you're in New York city faster than some people that from Brooklyn that get into Manhattan. So I'm in Manhattan faster than people that are in, uh, in Queens and some parts of outside Queens and, uh, much faster, you know, like for 45 minutes, I'm in, I'm in Manhattan. So, I I knew that I wanted to to really contribute something to the town. And that's that's kind of like the reason why I've been on this quest. You know, I you know I, I enjoy sitting down and trying to figure out what's the best way of doing something to help a business or to help an individual that needs something. Um, you know, I was very honored that I was asked to help at the campaign the campaign of Neil Carroll, our councilman, the first ward, um, you know, he asked me to help and, and they hired me and it was, it was such an honor for me to do it. And not just that, but I learned so much during that campaign. It was two and a half months of, of, uh, videos and photos and writing and, and just content after content and really just hitting it really hard. And, um, and I learned so much that if somebody hires me now for their campaign, 
their competitor has no chance <laughs> um, because I, I just figured out so much of the verbiage and not just the verbiage, but of the way that that verbiage needs to be uh, posted and the areas that it needs to be posted and the times of the days that it needs to be posted. And I literally could write a book on it at this point, which I might some at some point, but it became such a powerful uh, experience for me um, that I really, I just appreciated that. And who would have thought, you know, I came here to Bayonne and here I am doing political stuff and I'm helping a lot of businesses. I have this wonderful, I love Bayonne page. I, I met the band break time here, a great young group here. That's really just, just a bunch of great guys, very talented. And I got to play with them last week at a, on, on a, on one of their shows. Um, and you know, I'm meeting so many, I met Frank here, one of my best friends now, you know, um, Ben Costanza, one of my best friends, you know, I named my son after Ben Costanza for Christ's sakes. And, you know, and people would say, well, why did you name him Ben Costanza? You know, that was another thing people say, you know, like why Bayonne and why, why Ben Costanza? Why did you name your son after Ben Costanza? Well, um, you know, my dad, I never met my dad, you know, where are the violins? I never met my dad. So his name was my, my name. And I've never been a junior guy. Like I didn't want to name my son John Junior, you know, and everybody called him Junior. Oh, it's, I didn't want to go that route because that's so obvious. So many, especially for for Latinos, you know, for, it's like a really common thing. Nothing wrong with it, but for me, I didn't want to do go that route. And my grandfather, who I loved dearly, who was my father basically, um, who was just a wonderful, wonderful human being. His name was Confessor Gonzalez. Confessor, which means confession. My grandmother's name was Perfecta, Perfecta, Confessor and Perfecta. So think about this for a second. <laughs> Who am I going to name? Uh, you know, I, I just felt I, I didn't want to do that to my son and name him Confessor. You know, Confe, like cornflakes, or I could just hear the kids just, you know, tormenting him. And uh, I've always liked the name. There was a few names that I really, that we really like. We liked the name Nicholas. We liked the name Michael. We liked the name uh, Ben, Benjamin. Um, and there was a couple other ones that we kind of were tossing around. I, I wanted an actual good, I wanted a, a meaty name. I wanted, a, a, you know, I didn't want one of the, the new modern names. Uh, nothing wrong with these names, but the Ethans and the a Aidens and the, the M M I don't know, whatever. But I just didn't want to go that route. I wanted to have a, a really good name with syllables in it, Benjamin. You know, uh, Nicholas, you know, I wanted something with the, with power behind it. And um, so uh, Ben Costanza, when I first came to Bayonne, like I said, I sent out all those messages to those people. He was one of the ones that kind of welcomed me in to Bayonne. He helped me in Bayonne. He actually gave me work in Bayonne. He, uh, uh, you know, I helped him with his social media, getting on social media because they were really didn't have a, a presence at that point. And um really just getting him to uh, uh, see the value of it and all those things. And we had wonderful conversations and we became very close friends. And I remember thinking when we were, when, when we were getting ready to have our son, you know, I want to, I want to give a, you know, it's just a name that's going to go on and I want this to be some connected to something that's important to me. You know, um, originally I also wanted Stevie or Steve but my, my wife had a boyfriend named Steve and she didn't have a good experience with him. 
And the reason for Steve was because Stevie Ray Vaughan is my favorite guitarist of all time. And I thought it'd be great. So then I thought Ray, and then Ray was not. And then Vaughn, Vaughn was, it's a cool name, but I don't know if Vaughn sounds like he's going to be some kind of a, a action hero or something. I don't know if he, you know, being my son and me being short, I don't know how big he's going to be to be a hero, a superhero. But um, so I thought who has affected me, you know, and it was really, it always came up as Ben was a, a big part of it. So anyway, Ben Costanza, be, you know, became a, a good friend of mine here in Bayonne. So, um, so if, if, if there's any question about why Bayonne is because the community that I live in is where I want to improve. My kids live here. My kids go to school here now. Um, you know, I do most of my work here, uh, in Bayonne, some in New York, but mostly Bayonne. Um, I have a, a lot of friends here and a tremendous amount of acquaintances, and the, the potential of Bayonne is humongous right now, you know. So why not Bayonne? You know, I mean, this is the this is the time for Bayonne right now. You know, the next uh, the next ten years, Bayonne is going to really make a mark, and you know, I want to help get that uh, solidify that mark and really make it a place where families can raise their children in a safe environment where they know that they have the name, you know, their neighbors are backing them up and the community is there to help them. So that's why, and that is why, um, Bayonne, New Jersey is where I'm actually putting a lot of attention to these days. So I think that is it. Let me get a drink here. Cause I'm getting parched. All right, folks. I want to thank you all for tuning in to my podcast. Uh, again, why Bayonne? I think you know. If you have any questions, you can always email me at johnhenrysoto at gmail.com. You could also go to my website, johnhenrysoto.com, and visit all my social media platforms, which are John Henry Soto at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. If you're a TikToker, um, check me out there. I have a lot of fun there with uh, some of those, some of the the weird things on that app. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful week ahead. It is Monday. Uh, get out there, take care of yourselves, love each other, and I will talk to you again very, very soon. God bless. Take care.